Welcome to this edition of Community Matters Podcast, where we discuss issues important to managing and governing condos, cooperatives, and homeowner associations. My name is Tony Campisi, Executive Director of Community Associations Institute's Pennsylvania and Delaware Valley Chapter. In this episode of Community Matters, we'll be discussing why deferred maintenance is important to a community association and why it should be included in the association budget. My guest today is Brandon Femia, RS, with KIPCON Incorporated, an engineering consulting firm that specializes in community associations. Brandon performs reserve studies, transition studies, deferred maintenance schedules, cost estimates, operating manuals, and physical and financial assessments for community associations. Brandon holds CAI's Reserve Specialist designation. Welcome, Brandon, and thanks for joining me today. Thank you very much. Before we get into the content, I'd like to recognize the sponsor of this podcast episode, Hill Wallach Attorneys at Law, with offices located in Princeton, Cedar Knolls, and Red Bank, New Jersey, in Yardley, Pennsylvania. The firm specializes in multiple practice areas, including community association law. Find out more at hillwallach.com, H-I-L-L-W-A-L-L-A-C-K.com. So Brandon, there are three main parts of an association budget. Can you briefly touch on each and each of them and why each is important in its own right? Yes, absolutely. So in our world of community associations, there are three main parts of the budget. The reserves funding, the operating expenses, and the deferred maintenance funding. Reserve funding is used to incrementally save towards future replacement of common area components, both large and small, so that an assessment is not needed at the, at the time a specific component needs replacement. The operating budget typically covers recurring monthly expenses such as payroll and salaries, utilities, insurance, cleaning, uh, and general ongoing repairs, as well as routine maintenance. Uh, deferred maintenance is the third leg of that, and that represents uh, maintenance work on the common elements of the site or building that are to be, to be performed less often than every other year. So we're talking things that need to be done every two, three, four, five years, not things that are done monthly or yearly. Deferred maintenance should occur cyclically to assure or even extend the useful life of a common element. In my experience, most communities have a handle on their reserve funding and operating budgets. However, they typically tend to neglect or oftentimes even ignore completely the deferred maintenance. It is imperative for an association that has many common elements which require maintenance to have a deferred maintenance fund in addition to the reserve fund. This way, money is set aside each month so when a large-scale deferred maintenance project is due to occur, that money is already accounted for. So just for some of our listeners who may not be as experienced, when you talk about common elements, what are some of the things where you're referring to there? Sure. So um, most of the time uh, in, a let's say, a townhome community or a flat community, we call it, um, your, a, com- a common element would be your pavement or your concrete sidewalks or maybe the roofs of the buildings. Um, and then in, in a mid-rise or a high-rise building, you're talking about mechanical equipment or the hallways or you know things of that nature, uh, things that are used by more than one resident. Okay. When and how should an association go about getting a deferred maintenance schedule completed? Uh, the first thing an association should do is to hire an engineer to compile a deferred maintenance schedule for use in the budgeting process. 
Typically, this should be done in conjunction with a reserve study or reserve study update, as that is the time the engineer will be on site assessing all of the condition of the common elements. Uh, this will determine which components will require maintenance, both regular and deferred. It should be noted that there may be some items that belong on a deferred maintenance schedule that are not called out explicitly on the reserve schedule. The most common of these would be painting or power washing of an exterior facade, uh, which has an extended useful life such as stucco or EFIS. These components sometimes will not show up in the reserve study because they last longer than 30 years. However, they still need to be addressed in the deferred maintenance schedule uh, for painting and power washing, which we'll get into in a little bit. So talk about some uh, components that would typically be considered deferred maintenance. Sure. So uh, the, f the first thing would be power washing, which I just mentioned. Um, it's important to power wash or pressure wash components uh, throughout the community, such as your vinyl siding, your fencing, whether it be wood or PVC, uh, your decking, whether it be wood or com a composite Trex type material in order to keep it aesthetically pleasing and to keep the property value high, which is an important uh, aspect of living in a condominium association. Many times, the grime and dirt that build up on the surface can trap moisture, which can lead to mildew or even mold growing on these components. Power washing can usually be done on almost any building surface. Uh, another thing that should be considered deferred maintenance would be the caulking of the perimeter of your windows and or doors. Uh, caulk is a flexible material used to seal air leaks through cracks, gaps, or joints between stationary building components and materials. Applying caulk to the perimeter of windows and exterior doors is vital in keeping air and moisture from penetrating inside. The best time to apply caulk is during dry weather with the outdoor temperature above approximately 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Low humidity is also important during application to prevent cracks from swelling with moisture. Uh, another component that we would consider deferred maintenance would be uh, sealant of concrete. So, and that 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 would more so um, apply to if you have like a garage in a, in a mid-rise or high-rise building. Uh, you don't really need to seal concrete sidewalks. Uh, however. Uh, Concrete is a material that expands and contracts as weather fluctuates, which causes cracking. To help prevent water or other substances from penetrating the concrete and making these cracks worse, concrete should be sealed on a regular basis. This includes such components as I mentioned, parking garage flooring or even balconies. Uh, one other a component for that should be considered deferred maintenance would be staining or painting of wood. Now that could be either decks or fences. Applying paint or stain to wood decking or fencing can give you a material that lasts much longer than it would if left untreated. These materials make the wood less absorbent, less water absorbent, causing wood to stay dry on the inside. They typically include components designed to protect the wood from harmful UV rays, which means less damage and will help extend the life of these components. I want to ask you about uh, painting, but I have a question about concrete sealing because you mentioned something that was interesting to me. You said you don't need to seal sidewalks. Why? Correct. Uh, it's Sidewalks are they're completely exposed to the elements. Um, sealing them is it's can be very cost prohibitive, and also it's not something that is is necessary because it's not a structural element. It's just something you know you're walking on it, or you know. So they should be inspected uh, every you know a couple times a year to make sure there's not trip hazards, to make sure there are not any that need to be replaced. But they don't necessarily need to be sealed. Okay, well, that makes sense. 
Um, back to painting. I know many associations always ask whether painting is a reserve item or a deferred maintenance item. Can you expand on that question a little bit? Sure, absolutely. Uh, technically, painting should be considered a deferred maintenance component. Um, you know, many times associations will have it in their reserve study. Um, and it really it varies. I mean, the reserve study is meant to be for things that require removal and replacement. Technically, when you're painting something, you're not really removing and replacing anything. Um, you're just kind of yes, you're gonna you're gonna uh, you know scrape it and prime it and stuff like that, but you're not really removing and replacing anything. Um, however, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter where it's included in your budget. You know, each association is different; they can choose to do whatever they please. Um, but it's most important that it's accounted for somewhere. Um, and so, when we're talking interior painting, uh, you know, and that's obviously would apply to a clubhouse or a, the hallways in a mid mid to high rise building, something like that. While the interior common spaces of buildings are obviously not exposed to the elements. Painting them on a regular schedule should be done to help preserve and beautify the, the building or community. This will keep residents happy as well as keep up the value of the property. Um, and then when we're talking about exterior painting, we're talking, uh, it could be trim, it could be wood, it could be stucco or ephus, uh, and there are other, you know, other building facade uh, components as well that are exposed to the elements. The best way to prevent the degradation of these materials and even extend their useful life just to create a barrier to the weather by painting regularly. So you say painting regularly or caulking, you know, whatever deferred maintenance. What's the time frame we're talking about? Sure. So we'll, we'll touch on each of the ones we just spoke about. So for power washing, uh, typically most associations power wash about every five years, a large scale power washing. Um, and again, this, this can be altered. Some associations will stagger it. They'll do some buildings one year, some buildings the next. Um, but five years is generally a good um, baseline for that to be done on a large scale. Um, when we're talking caulking of windows and doors, 10 years is usually a, a, a safe estimate. Again, these vary, but uh, 10 years would be a good um, number to, to keep in mind as far as the schedule goes. For concrete sealant that we talked about, same kind of thing, 10 years, um, that would help, you know, that will help to extend the life of the concrete. Um, decks or fences should be stained or painted at the, every about five to seven years, I would say. Um, you know, most associations from what I've seen, that's what they tend to go with. Um, painting inside, that you can last a little bit longer because it's not exposed to the elements. So we typically say about every seven to eight years, you should paint you know, an interior space, hallway, whatever it may be. Um, and then exterior paint, it's about every five years. Again, since these materials are exposed to the elements, it's, uh, you know, they, they, the paint process needs to happen a little bit more often. Let, let me ask you a question about this, these timelines in, in relation to the association's reserve study. So, for example, if you have, let's say there's a fence and it's, mm -hmm. it's in the reserve study to be replaced in 20 years and you're putting away money for that if you're not doing deferred maintenance on that fence and it fails in five years because it rots because you didn't paint it is that a that's clearly an issue for the board because they may not be meeting their fiduciary obligations to right. the community um, but how does, what, what kind of impact does that have on the reserve study sure yeah so so keeping up with deferred maintenance will help to prolong the life of the component so so as an example using the wood fence as an example 
if you don't power wash or paint it, um, yes, it might last 20 years, but you know, chances are it's probably not going to last that long if it doesn't receive any maintenance whatsoever. Um, so it's important to keep up with the deferred maintenance because you can even extend the life of certain things beyond what they normally would last if you, uh, you know, paint it or if you power wash it or, you know, all, all the things we just spoke about. Okay, thank you for, for clar clarifying that. I think that's important. Um, KIPCON has a project coming up called the Interactive Reserve Study. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure, absolutely. So we're in the final stages of working with a software development company to, de to develop what we're calling the Interactive Reserve Study Program. Uh, we get asked all the time by associations, hey, what will happen if I change, uh, you know, if our fund balance changes from X dollars to Y dollars? Or what will happen if we change the remaining life of the pavement from five years to eight years? Um, and, you know, obviously we can do that in-house in the office, but we're developing a, a software where associations, whether it be board members or managers or whoever, can actually go in and make these adjustments on their own so they can see what type of uh, impact it would have on their recommended funding. Uh, with this new program, associations will be able to see the impact on their reserve study by changing their reserve fund balance, the unit cost, or the remaining life. So it's kind of you know the main aspects of what a reserve study encompasses. Okay. Uh, they can do this even. They can do this all without even to contact our company. And more details about the the interactive uh, reserve study will be released in the near future. Well, it sounds interesting. We'll look forward to seeing that, Brandon. And thank you for joining me today to uh, talk about deferred maintenance for community associations. Um, if you'd like more information on services provided by KIPCON, including that interactive reserve study that will be available soon, please visit their website at www.kipcon.com. That's K-I-P-C-O-N dot com. I'd also like to mention uh, our sponsor of this podcast one more time, Hill Wallach Attorneys at Law, and you can find them online at www.hillwallach.com. For more resources and best practices on managing and governing your condominium, cooperative, or homeowners association, please contact CAI or visit our website at www.cai.com hyphen pa delval.org. Thank you for listening.